Gosh, this is so awesome, man. I never in a million years thought something like this would happen. Out of turn number four come the most powerful weight models on the planet, the world of outlaws. I call Scott my dad, and uh, <laughs> nothing like the best in the business, breathing down your throat your first outlaw in. Ah, yes. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 25 of Stick Signal. Just 25. Wow, that, that is amazing. It feels like episode one was just the other day. And uh, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you all so much for stopping on in and joining us for this episode of Stick Signals. We got a good one. I mean, how about this? Prairie Dirt Classic uh, behind the rear, in our rear view mirror and now the USA Nationals in front of us. Oh, my God, what a time to be alive. Uh, this is the best swing with the World of Outlaws, Morton Building's late model series, because uh, back-to-back crown jewel events it does not get better um mick how are you you finally got home yeah it was quite an odyssey getting home uh flight got canceled on uh what what day i guess sunday it got canceled i had to stay in bloomington another day and then it was a whole odyssey getting home but yeah i'm home uh you are sitting next to mike warren on the road so that's that's kind of cool yeah finally i get to see you mike how are you i'm doing good i'm doing good you know it's my first parader classic this weekend and i gotta tell you it was awesome and i will get into this more in a second but just an awesome experience with everything going down and well as we get into what happened i can say i got a little nervous over the weekend because this will probably be arguably the most read story i'm gonna write all year (laughs) (laughs) just saying i just i don't think kyle larson um is gonna win at fairbury listen fairbury is like just like we gotta remember the last time we were in illinois two illinois boys won and there were two first time winners with the series illinois as i say the illinois bad boys you don't mess with them like uh, you know, I would put my money on McKay Winger before I put my money on Oof. Kyle Larson. Apples. Boy, did you uh, mess up on that one a little bit there, buddy. <laughs> Whoopsie. You know, you know, hey, listen, he started, McKay Winger started 16th and was in the top five at one point. He finished seventh, so that's a hell of a run for McKay Winger. And not to mention, yes, Kyle Larson won. I know, I lost my money. But here's the thing, Pierce and Bab, two of Illinois' finest right behind him so i he didn't run away with that that easy and it is the third first time winner in illinois technically technically yeah hard to believe you there's any first left for kyle larson at this point in dirt (laughs) racing but it's true it's very true you know, it, it was fun as he was sort of toying with Pierce. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but he, he'd run the bottom and kind of lift and, and let uh, let uh, Pierce get up to him. But then, man, he'd just take off and yard him again. So, I mean, hats off to Larson. That kid can get into basically any vehicle and, and kick ass. In well, it. the one thing that he said in victory lane as the big screen for this race that we bring to every single World of Outlaws event was parked in turn one. He said he was looking at the big screen and he could see <laughs> Pierce coming and help them move up a little bit to take the lane away. And I tell you what, he was good, but I, I don't want to take anything away from Bobby Pierce either because Bobby said it to me after victory lane, you know, if right place, right time, he slides up one lap later, we may be talking about a completely different race because Bobby was coming and he almost ran him down on the outside. He drove the whatever word you want to use in that situation out of that car hitting the wall many times through the apex of the corner. Bobby was impressive to watch late. And I will say, like, Bobby did he, – he, he's – he's more mature around the outside groove. Like he didn't really destroy the whole deck out of it. He didn't destroy the whole spoiler out of it. Yeah. He, the right recorder panel was kind of gone. That's just cause he made contact with, with, with a lap car or with another, no, with, with Kyle, I should say, but um, no, uh, Bobby drove a heck of a race. Uh, and he told me that it, it, at, um, 
at the interview at the end, he's all like, I just wish he wouldn't have moved up. If he, if he wouldn't have moved up, it would have been a really good race. But Kyle was just so smooth. Congratulations to him, especially after fading the first night. And the scary thing to me, I remember I told you guys this at Charlotte. Kyle told me he is not comfy in a late model. And he said he was getting comfier. And there it is. Once he starts getting comfy, he's going to be unstoppable in the late model world. He's clearly comfortable. Well, I, you know, you had mentioned that Fairbury raced a little different than it used to. And, and you're right, man. There was two, if not three, grooves at that racetrack this weekend. And, and I think uh, it was additive, right? Like, I was a little bit concerned, like, oh, that's going to take the characteristic of the track away. But it just added to it. I mean, the, the racing was phenomenal there at Fairbury, which it always is. But to be able to see people on the bottom, in the middle, working traffic like that was, was pretty cool. I mean, there were guys that would drop back, move all the way back forward. There was a couple guys you could tell strategy-wise were waiting until the end of the race to see what they could do. Chris Madden being one of them who finished fourth. And he, he told me after the race, he was going, you know, he was biding his time a little bit and waiting for his stuff to come in towards the end. And it just, he was too far back when that happened. I think he was anticipating a few more cautions. I think we had a, what, maybe a 50-lap run under green. Hey, yeah, toward- it was a long stretch of green flight, yeah which doesn't usually happen, but, you know, Shannon Babb dropped back almost out of the top 10, drove all the way back up to third. I mean, there was a lot, a lot to talk about in this race. And, you know, I don't want to take away either. You know, let's not forget the uh, Dirt Car Summer, Dirt Car Summit Modified Equipment Nationals. Nick Hoffman won again, too. One day I'm going to get that Say right. that three times fast. <laughs> and he didn't even start on the pole. He he, he won from second place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had to pass a car. He had to pass a car. Um, <laughs> you, you talk about, you talk about the, the way the track was. And, yes, it's different. It was completely different. But hats off to Rob Platfoot and the whole gang. They really got it off right. Um, in the middle of the race, I thought Dennis Herb Jr., was going to win at one point. And I think you came up, it might've been you or it might've been JC, Mike, uh, came up to me and they're like, hey, um, Dennis is coming. And I was like, yeah, he is. Because I marked Dennis, he was in the top 10 and unfortunately he didn't finish there. He finished 11th, but after starting 24th, there was some big movers. Devin Moran started 19th, he finished 9th. And let's not forget Brandon Overton, who uh, didn't even qualify through a qualifier the first night, had to race his way through a uh, last chance showdown. Uh, on the PDC day, started 20th and finished 9th. There was a lot of big movers in that race, and that's not because people exited or crashed out. Like, a lot of cars finished. It's just, uh, yeah, but Dennis Herb Jr. nonetheless was the hard charger of 13 spots. Yeah, I think you only had, like, what, three DNFs? Uh, I know Shirley and and, uh, Boom parked it a little early, but, yeah, I mean, those guys, there was a lot of passing. There was a lot of passing for a quarter-mile bullring, and uh, it was just phenomenal to watch. It was. I think I think at the end of the day, it was – I think – I'm not sure if Weaver finished the race, but at least the top 24 were on the racetrack at the end of it because I know Owens dropped off late. Huddy dropped off late as, as well, a few other guys. But it was just some great racing across the board. And, you know, to see that format on Saturday night for the first time, that was it's pretty interesting. But I think the weird thing is – you know, we talk about how Brandon Overton didn't get in in a qualifier. I don't think people understand how tough it is to get through on Friday night. We're only qualifying 16 cars, and you got some of the best in the business sitting there. That's true. There are guys that are like, – we said this going into last week. There are some good guys that are going to go home, and that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, look, look at – let's just look at, like, the first last chance showdown. There was guys like Chris Ferguson. Uh, Spencer Hughes, Gordy Gundaker, that, that that's just three drivers to say the least and some that, that didn't make it out of that one. And then you look at the other one, like the, there was a lot of good drivers that didn't make it out of these last chance showdowns. Well, and the one I look at, look at Kyle Bronson, had a crown jewel oh, win yeah. already this year. Doesn't make the show at Fairbury. 
Like it just shows you how this place can humble you quick if you're not up on the wheel. Right. And I didn't even realize Bronson didn't make it. I was sitting at the trailer there before the feature rolled out and he came to bring his transponder back. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that, that was tough. I will say that the track was very uh, challenging for qualifying the first night. I felt, I mean, just because there's so many cars and you split them into two groups. Uh, well, there was like, I think it was like, 30 cars in one group? No. It was, 30, it had, yeah. it, it was some combination of 30. Yeah, actually, 70, 74, I believe. Took yeah, time. actually, I have it right here. There was 37 cars in group A, and there was 37 cars in group B. So, like, the track just changed. Honestly, slowed down so much from the time that the first 10 guys came out compared to the last guys. And Kyle Bronson, I think he was the last guy to set time in his group, and that just that, that set him behind. Well, and that also, you look, Ryan Gustin just went out and laid down a oh, lap. That, yeah. Again, yeah. you give him a cushion, good luck. Just going to clarify that. But, you know, he, he he laid down a great lap, and he was, you know, Larson set fast time in Group B, and it wasn't even close. He was even, if I remember, looking at the qualifying, at looking at Group A, where Davenport was second, he was a good four-tenths ahead of him. But we want to make mention of Brian Gustin even more. Picking up, unfortunately, obviously doesn't count as a, you know, Morton Building's feature win, but I got to say, a lot of momentum for Ryan Gustin after picking up the, the win of the first qualifier on Friday night, too. Yeah, and if you look at the names of those qualifiers, I mean, those are those are a feature on almost any other night. Yeah, even those last chance showdowns look like features on any given night. I mean, those things were, <laughs> yeah. were hard to, to get into. Um, but nonetheless, I do want to talk about Ryan Gustin. Like, you talked about that crew. That crew, obviously, they sold all the modified stuff, as we said. They're fresh to the late model world, second year, going for rookie of the year. Like, that's a lot of momentum to come out here, set fast time, and just sweep the night to begin with. Granted, they didn't get what they wanted in the actual PDC feature, but I know we have to make predictions for USA Nationals. I'm just saying, uh, hint, hint, who my pick is, if one of you don't steal him from me, he has a lot of laps around that place. Like, the thing is, Gustin is good. He's just set behind with um, experience at tracks. Once he gets experience at these tracks that other drivers have and the advantage on him, watch out. Once we switch gears to USA Nationals, I'll let you, I'll let the fans kind of know if they haven't read the what to watch for yet. There's a couple guys in the field that have, probably have more laps around this track than anybody. Uh huh. And guess what? He uh, yeah, he yeah, might be one. Uh, of them. Yeah, he might. Be, you know, he has a couple USMTS wins there. A couple big ones. <laughs> yeah, a couple but, masters. But, but again, well, well, you just gave it away. Thanks. But oh, you know, we'll get we'll get to that a little bit later. But all in all. <laughs> <laughs> a great weekend you know like i said a lot of fun the, the fireworks show and the four wide i was glad i was able to get a video of that for the twitter page and all that yeah. stuff that was great yeah but you know hey we got to talk to kyle larson after the race too and he you know the one thing i love about him his humbleness yes. oh yeah yeah he's uh he's as humble as it gets in the sport for sure i mean he's won so many big races i mean hell he won a, you know the all-star race the only thing he really hasn't done two things he hasn't done in cup is win the 500 and the title and you know one of them i feel like has a great shot of coming this year <laughs> yeah i mean and that that hendricks car he has got a really good shot at, at winning a cup title this year for sure but to see him and having that conversation which you'll hear a little bit about a little bit later in the show is you know he's just like dude this is awesome he loved the atmosphere of pdc which is the one thing i love you know the fat heads were especially great <laughs> i really enjoyed those we won't discuss that one though but a lot of good ones you know the the fireflies Yes, that that, that was flies. awesome. I got a picture of that too. Like that, that's what makes like th this is what makes that race. And I, I just love the town of Fairbury. Yeah, you know, the we, place we ate for breakfast. Two out of the three days we were there. You guys, where'd you guys go? Uh, lost in time. Yes, we went there for the summer nationals. Amazing. It's like a hometown breakfast place, but just mm -hmm. I love how the town just embraces this event, and that's what's yeah, awesome about it. It really can't be overstated. Like even Dave's, the one little supermarket in town, like. 
has meat specials and everything. And it's, I mean, I don't know. It's just impressive. There's so many cities that we go or towns that we go race at that could learn from Fairbury about how to embrace a racetrack. And and I'm sure you have a, a handful of people that complain there, but the economic impact on that city when we, when this show comes to town and doubles their population, I mean, they had, Casey's had to be asked to stay open and a little bit late uh, just to accommodate people leaving the track. And I, there was nothing on the shelves at Casey's at, at midnight. Like they were out of ice, they were out of ice at like 2 PM. I mean, yeah, it's a big deal and it's, it's really cool. And I, I, I can't preach enough to other promoters and other cities, like embrace this thing, make this thing an event in, and this, you could have this in your town too. And one thing before we run down like the final results for one last thing, I got to say the amount of money that this event also raised for the Shriners Hospital for Children. Yep. Yep. Well, a great job between the golf tournament on Thursday, which you saw a video of that on our Facebook page about, you know, some of the drivers playing. And we talked to a couple members of the hospital as well. And the auction, which was probably my favorite part of the weekend and Rubens too. If you don't know by now, <laughs> if you don't know by now why I say that, you're, you, you, I mean, you'll find out a little bit more, I'm sure. You're a little behind if you don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I just got to well, say, let, like, let's up. fill them in. Let's fill them in on what happened there. So there was, you can go ahead, Mike, because you have a little more details than me. So Thursday night, there was an auction. They're auctioning off everything from signs to other stuff to events, you know, all that stuff. But then it came up that both our series announcer, Rick Eshelman, and Ruben, they wanted to put money up to shave their heads. So... Then we ended up, it ended up more money to get his mustache shaved. So both got shaved. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, but it's this, for the kids at the end of the day, Ruben. And I know it, you agree with this that. This was all after Ruben spent eight, uh, a few hours playing 18 holes on the golf course and then decided to agree to this. So, uh, no, well, you know. no, 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 no. <laughs> just, just to squash the rumor, people were saying I, I made the decision a little, you know, happy. No, like I was completely fine. Rick came up to me and asked me, he's like, hey, dude, we could be heroes. Like, let's, let's go in and shave our heads. And I'm like, Oh, Rick, no. Like I told him, no, he's like, dude, come on. And I'm like, Rick, no, I'm out. He's like, dude, this is the least we can do. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And then they had a, I forgot her name, the little girl there, they had her there. And you know, like my mentality on it was, you know, we get to wake up and live the dream and be out here at a racetrack. And there are kids fighting for their lives as we speak right now, you know, they wake up in a hospital bed. And, and I know because it's just, it's a sad deal. I, I don't want to get into that because my heart, I, I'll start crying, you know, see, see, talking about that. But like, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do it. So I, I I went up with Rick to the stage and Nora said, yep, they're both shaving the heads. And we ended up raising 1500 for that. And then someone else said $1,000 for the mustache. And I was like, whoa. So to, just to raise $2,500 just to shave our head, which is going to grow back. It's pretty amazing for those kids. So that's exactly why I did it. So just just to squash the rumor there, I, I was perfectly fine when I made the decision. Uh, it wasn't because I was feeling good. No, it was not. It was just, yeah, but like, no, um, it was a very good cause, and I'm happy we did it. You know, and just just before, again, before we run down the, the results of the uh, Saturday night's event, you know, again, a great time. Mick, it was good to have you out there. We got to do do a few cool things. It was fun to be out there. <laughs> it's not often all three of us get to the same racetrack at the same time very rare i think this is only the second well this is the first time of the year right because mike you weren't at dcn ruben was at dcn farmer city you were there farmer Farmer city City, that's right right up the road from yeah i guess i just go to illinois tracks these days (laughs) but yeah let's run down the top 10 from the feature again that's 
that's qualifying. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, so, let's, so let's that's not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so obviously so, Kyle Larson picking up the win. Bobby Pierce coming home second. Shannon Babb third. Chris Madden fourth. Brandon Shepard, the three-time defending champion, rounding out the top five. Another top five run for Shepard. He just keeps racking them up, whether it's quietly. We'll move to the right back half of the top ten. Yep, Jonathan Davenport would finish sixth with McKay Winger. Uh, great run from McKay, i got to say, seventh. Stormy Scott, eighth. Brandon Overton, ninth, all the way from 20th. And Devin Moran in the top, title, top and, 10 all the way from 19th. And again, want to mention Dennis Irv finishing 11th, 13 spots moving up through the field. So a good run for Dennis. You know, it, it's a tough event. And, and I feel like for Chris Madden, this is momentum to build on. Granted, yes, he only finished in front of Shepard by one spot, but he didn't let the one car pass him the whole race. Um, and obviously when he climbed out, it was, I guess, not upsetting, but it was kind of like, ah, oh, dang, like he didn't pass me, but yet he finished right behind me. But still two points, you never know. Every point matters. This is all I'm going to say, and it was mentioned in the What to Watch for this week. 19 races left to go, starting off with Tuesday's event at Atagami that happened last night. Of course, we're recording this before the feature event on Tuesday. So 19 races left. He's running out of time, but the thing he has in his back pocket, once we get home from, from Davenport in a couple weeks, it's all in the South. It is all in the yeah. South. Yeah. I think he'll go on a tear once we get down to, to his neck of the woods. Yeah, because once we go down there, it's all Pops, Pickles, and Red Clay, and that's all Chris Madden right there. <laughs> that's for sure. I didn't realize how close Great Court was to Gaffney, too. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, that, that, that's just me. I didn't, I, after talking to, uh, I believe it was, I'm not sure if it was Ricky or Steve, but it was one of them. But anyway, we'll move on. This week, of course, we, we go to USA National, Cedar Lake. My first visit to Cedar Lake, which seems to be a trend. My first visit everywhere in 2021. But, you know, it's going to be a good event. And back-to-back 50,000 to win races. And, well... You know, last year's event was unforgettable. That's as far as we'll go with that. Yeah. But this year should be a good event. I, I will say, after last, after we all know what happened last year, fireworks popped off. Um, I feel like Brandon Overton, like, it really wasn't talked about when he won. Like, I feel like the events that happened prior to that kind of really took the spotlight away from Brandon, and it really wasn't talked about. But obviously, his winning this year has been talked about. Um Overton's been good, and I'm excited to see if he goes back to back at this deal. I feel like he has the best shot to win this again. Well, and here's the other thing, though. I wanna I wanna remind everybody: the one car rarely has trouble in World of Outlaws races. Have you ever noticed that? It always seems like when it's not a serious yeah. race. I don't know how that happens, but it's just it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. He did last year in this race. That's right, he did. Um, he might have beat Overton. Yeah, he might have beat Overton, and then all of a sudden the caution came out, and white smoke started puffing out of the one. Yeah, I do remember that. And that was that was crazy, crazy uh, to see from the one car because like usually they have their stuff. Uh, we just saw that recently too at Eldoro. So it's, again, 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 not that's a true. series. That's race. true, not a series race. Um, so Brandon Overton trying to win this event back to back. Last time won it. Last time somebody won back to back was Jack Boggs ninety four and ninety five. Uh, I I think Overton can do it. If there's a guy that can do it right now, it's Brandon Overton. I think there's a lot of guys in this field, and we're we're looking at the top five from last year right now that I don't think you can count out. Like we we know there's a ton of guys coming. Obviously, our nine guys a factor any given night, and you know, for example, Brent Larson's a five time late model champion at Cedar Lake. Yep. He got some laps around here. Ryan Gustin has won two huge modified races. Granted, it was in a modified, and we're not going to take that. We're not going to, you know, get away from that. But he's he's another guy that can still win this thing if if everything breaks right. Hundred lap races are long. Look, Bobby Pierce has won two extra distance races already this year and got beat by Kyle Larson in the third. So he he's going to be a factor this weekend. Also, there's a lot of guys you got to keep an eye on. 
you know, Shepard's last win in this event was 2013 or 2018 rather. Yeah. But, but before we get to USA nationals, we got an event on Thursday night too. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, we have uh, a feature on Thursday that's night. That's right. Yeah. Feature Thursday night. And I'll, that does count as a win, correct? Yeah. Thursday night, full feature, 30 laps, six grand to win. And that's going to be a normal standard format that you see each and every race that we have. Then Friday night and Saturday night are going to be one show essentially together. You got double heat races on Friday night, along with the dash and the fans fun dash, which Ruben, you can explain about a little bit more. Yeah. So the fans fun, Jason um richard i believe uh that's how you say his last name but jason he does a phenomenal job of the fans fund they raise a lot of money and the fans vote of drivers who they want to come and uh these drivers race for money uh i know last year i think gordy gundaker was one of them and, and gordy did phenomenal uh obviously um had that incident in that one heat race but yeah uh they always bring drivers and that's the cool thing about this uh, cedar lake deal it's just a another awesome environment and then and, and Drivers get the opportunity to come through the fans fund, which is really cool. Getting the fans involved as well through that, raising more money for drivers. So then Saturday, we move on to our 100 lap finale, which I kind of, I, I, I do, I don't mind the no heat races like going into, it just makes the night move a little quicker. Yeah. But it's also at the same time, it's a little different. Like that was the weird thing on Saturday. It's like, okay, we have three last chance showdowns and we're not seeing some of these guys till halfway through the night. It was kind of odd. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's challenging too. Cause like, I feel like they'll only get hot laps, you know what I mean? And then like, all right, go out there and guess it for a hundred laps. So it really comes down to like the best educated guess on the setup. And correct me if I'm wrong, unless things change that, that there's no redraw this weekend. It's all that dash is for the poll. Yes. Not the fans fun dash, the other one. Yes. Yes, that is correct. So that, you get to race for it this weekend. The only time that we do that all year. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it it's going to be a fun event. You know, I, I, I think it's time. We'll, so let's, let's make our picks here. Um, Mick, we'll start with you. Mm. I'm going to stick with Chris Madden. I'm going to keep picking Chris Madden until he wins one. He he He's really had a pretty good Prairie Dirt Classic. Uh, I know he, he didn't get the win that he w- would have wanted to get, but uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with Chris Madden. Ruben? Well, I, you know, I, I really want to pick Overton, but I, I told you guys I'm going to pick him. I, I think um, Ryan Gustin, I, I was sad because when I left for Dirt Car Summer Nationals, I said he's going to get his first win and I'm not going to be there to experience it. Well, it hasn't happened yet, and I think, if there's a best time for it to happen, it's this weekend because he has a lot of laps around this place. I'm picking the Reaper, Ryan Gustin. Because remember, K. Dillard as a rookie led the, what was it, 75? Yes, it was 75 laps his rookie year, and then he got passed at the end. I, I remember that, and Cade was obviously watching the screen uh, that one year, and um, and I felt bad for Cade. He didn't get the finish he deserved. But I think this year, uh, a rookie, again, so-called a quote, rookie gets it. I think Gustin gets it done. You guys are putting me on the spot, but this is going to be the second straight week that I'm going to pick the same car. I got a top five out of it last week, so it's going to work. I, I just got a feeling it's Shepard. It's Shepherd. You know, he wasn't bad Saturday night. It just, you know, timing didn't work out in the right place. And no. uh, listen, I think he can win this, and I, I think he's got a good shot. You guys saw his little, you know, he Mick took my pick, so I can't really. Uh, oh, really? You were going to take Madden? I was, because oh. I just got a feeling he's due. But I, I it, leaving me with that, I think I'm going to go with Brandon Shepard. I was doing my pit reporting notes, which I haven't done in a while. Um, I didn't, I didn't get ready for fall. I, I, to be honest, I don't know. I was pit reporting, which was amazing to work with Hannah. Um, but anyway, I did my pit reporting notes for this for uh, this week, and uh, I was redoing the schedule. And I, I've been watching, but, but like you know, when you're not there, it's like kind of hard to keep up. Like keep up, keep up, keep up. I, it's crazy to say Madden hasn't won since Port Royal. Like yeah. he was dominating, and like it's just it just it mind blows me because I feel like. He should have more wins than that since then. It's like I said last week. He's been running well. The only thing he hasn't done is beat the one car. 
Yeah. yeah. That's really it. Like, it's not – I mean, he's been running well. The team is doing a great job. And, you know, he ran – he had a good top five on Saturday night. He, he's won this event before. He picked up a preliminary win a couple of years ago, too. So Madden's no stranger to winning at Cedar Lake. I'll tell you what, this could be one for the ages this weekend. This could be. And I, I think of tracks out that way, I think that uh, Cedar Lake tends to fit his style a little better than than the typical Illinois. Well, not that we're Illinois, but in that those Midwest bull rings, I think that uh, Cedar Lake being a little bit bigger. How big is Cedar Lake? Is it a three eights? Three eights. So I think it, it fits his style a little bit better. Well, the one stat I also want to give you about Brandon Shepard. Brandon Shepard has four official wins this weekend or this season, not counting the first one at Cherokee, right? Right. Guess what state three of them are in? Uh, yes. Ding, 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 ding. Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, that's right. Good point. Because he point. won one of them at Mississippi Thunder, and he won the two races on the northern swing when we went to yes. Gondaclaw and Red Cedar. Yeah. So, and that, again, again, this is going into Atagami, so we don't know the results of that race as the time we're taping this. When the time you hear it, that race will be over. Mm-hmm. But we'll so, see. So, Shepard wins Atagami. There you go. Bam, he's going in with five wins in, there, in the Dairy State. Who who would you guys take for Atagami? I mean, we're not really doing official predictions. Being people won't hear this till after the fact. But who would you guys take it out of Gami? Brandon Shepard. <laughs> that's <laughs> an easy, easy uh, choice there. I that's a tough one. I, I really don't. Um, no, you know what? I'm gonna go Chris Madden. Ah, oh, you bastard! I know. Is, I had to take that one for me. I think Chris is just due for one, and I feel like Chris is just one of those mid. I feel like he's just good in those midweek shows, like. If it's during the week, he's good. I think Dennis Herb might pick up another one. That's not a bad pick. Oh, that <clears throat> wow, that's a good pick. Yeah, I think you know, he, we'll see. he might pick another one up we'll tonight. We'll see how that goes out. But before we get to anything else, we got to go back to Fairbury a little bit. During the day on Saturday, we caught up with a few drivers, and we caught up with the winner after the race. So let's go in and listen to what they had to say about the event. Frank, how would you say your uh, experience at Fairbury has been so far this weekend? Not what we expected or hoped or wanted, but I uh, still got today, so that's good. And long race, if we can get in, and didn't want to be in this position. I don't even know if I've ever been in a B main in this race, so this is uh, different. But we'll working hard, and hopefully we get through this B, which is going to be a feature. And um, someone said it's 20 laps, so that's a long time. I don't know why it's 20 laps, but so we'll see what we can do here and see what the tracks the tracks is different than normal so everybody that's been here you know we're kind of just like um throwing the notebook away and just doing what the track wants so we should be pretty good now as an illinois guy how much does this rate would winning this race mean to you um i heard some people saying uh yes it's bigger than the world 100 and this and that world 100 is still my number one race but this is still a big one um that we'd like to knock off the list one day but um yeah, it's, uh, it'd be great to do it from Illinois. I hope an Illinois driver wins it. And uh, pretty cool they put all this money up. So I want to thank them and everyone that showed up. So if we could get it done, it'd be great. If not, uh, next year we'll try harder. You're going to be on stick signals for a minute. You're recording. Yes. You're good. We're recording. So, Hannah, your first Prairie Deer Classic, how are you feeling about it so far? Well, the fans are unlike anything I've ever been to. So, first and foremost, it's been pretty fun. And the racing hasn't been half bad either. You know, it's going to be a fun night. You excited for this 50 grand to win 100 lapper? Yeah, they're going to put on a show and uh, the party afterwards, depending on who wins, they might actually burn this place down. But again, I when I found out I was working this, I wasn't sure what I was in for, but it's delivered. Spencer, tough night on Friday at the Prairie Deer Classic. I know you're looking to turn that around tonight in the LCSs. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, I think we're buried uh, just about as deep as possible. But, uh, you know, all we can do is, uh, I guess, uh, 
just give it our best and hopefully keep this thing out of the fence and then we get up through there. Now, over the past few months, you've been running a lot of these national races and gaining a lot of valuable experience with this number 11 car. You know, how's it feel to be in contention most of these nights? Oh, absolutely. I think our stuff's been real good. We've been to uh, a lot of different places and unloaded fast everywhere we've been. So uh, now we just got to finally have a night. We got to, you know, put everything together and do everything right and just uh, have some stuff fall our way, and I think we'll be fun. Now, what would it mean to you to win this race here at Fairbury, especially with the mountain you're going to have to climb tonight? Man, that'd be, uh, that'd be huge there, I guess. Uh, but uh, like I said, I, th I think it can be done. Uh, just going to have a, really just a lot of luck and uh, just try to do everything right and just try to make the show first. Best of luck tonight. Thank you. You're not on camera. Audio only. <laughs> I figured you'd be all right with that. That's well, we easier. had to get you on the podcast somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're good. All right. Ricky, got to come out of one of the LCSs tonight at the Prairie Deer Classic, but all in all, it seemed like a pretty good night last night. Uh, not too bad. We were just uh, trying a little bit of stuff in that feature we, we thought would be, you know, the ticket or a little bit better, and it just one of those deals that it wasn't. So uh, we put her down in notebooks and uh, go back. Take a couple steps back a little bit, and hopefully we got something we can run to the front. Now, obviously, this is one of the biggest races of the year, the Prairie Deer Classic. What would it mean to you to find yourself in victory lane tonight? Oh, it'd be huge. I mean, our team's definitely been one of the hardest working teams, and uh, our momentum was kind of was coming in the right direction here. So just to get them, you know, in the winner's circle, it would be be big for big for me and our team, and everybody would be pumped about it. Best of luck tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. Kate, got a little bit of work to do here at Saturday at the Perry Deer Classic. It seemed like this car was going well, just a little bit tough at the end of the night. Uh, yeah, we had a pretty good car, like lap three or four of that feature last night. We got a left front flat, so had to run 20-something laps with that. and Still was able to salvage uh, eighth place, but uh, I feel like we had a pretty good car, just no luck to go with it again. Now, tonight, of course, 50 grand in the line. You've won a few big money races before. What would it mean to you to win this one? Oh, it'd be huge. You know, it uh, definitely helps the uh, team's finances and the confidence and uh, definitely helps get to the next track. But uh, there's a lot of good cars here, and we kind of kind of just got ourselves buried right now. We didn't time in the best and then didn't have no luck in that feature. So we'll be starting a little ways back in the B main there. So we'll uh, see what happens. All right, best of luck. Thank you. Here with Ashton Winger. Ashton, starting seven in one of these last chance showdowns tonight. You got a pretty good shot of getting in here. Yeah, uh, we just got buried qualifying there. I think going out late hurt us. There were some guys that went out behind us that were better, but we just didn't really we didn't really have our car tuned the way we needed to be. Uh, I kind of set up to run one way, and then somebody went out a couple cars in front of me and, and completely changed, and I just I, I wasn't really um, you know I was in the zone to run one area, and then I kind of had to change around. And like I said, we adjusted our car to do that. But um, you know, last night in that. Uh, qualifier, I didn't, I didn't really feel that bad. Just, you know, you started like 18th. So there's so many guys out there that are competitive and quick. And um, I just laughed because at one point I was I literally drove by Bab. And then I like I look up and he runs second. So uh, competition's tied out here. Racetrack was pretty good there for our qualifier. Um, just hopefully we, uh, hope you know, luckily we're in the third B main. So usually by then it widens out some. So hopefully there's something to race on and uh, we can hopefully make a show out of this thing. Now obviously a big event. You've been doing great on the Summer Nationals Tour so far. What would it mean for you to get this win? It'd be awesome. It'd be everything. Uh, you know, I saw somebody last night. I almost wish that dang Pierce would win this thing so I'd feel better about having to race him every night. But, um, you know, it's uh, it, it would just be awesome, you know, just not even the money, the, the prestige and, and everything this event's turned into. I mean. You know, you look around, it's, I don't know, it's probably, I think it's like 2.30 right now, and there's 
it looks like to me Saturday at six o'clock at the World 100. So uh, there's people everywhere, uh, plenty of personality and good racetrack. So hopefully we can uh, just see if we can pull this one out. Now, last time you did an interview on Stick Signals, we were your good luck charm. You picked up a few wins. Hopefully that works out for you again tonight. Yeah, I really hope that we have the same. You know, they say third time's a charm. This is the first first time with Stick Signals. This is the second. So hopefully our luck doesn't change until the third time. So hopefully we have the same outcome. So we'll see. Fair enough. Good luck tonight. Thanks, guys. Bobby, you punch your ticket into the Prairie Deer Classic tonight. You're going to get an up front four, top four starting spot. Seems like you got everything rolling again. Yeah, so far so good. You know, uh, this place has been a bit tricky for me as of uh, the last few times I've been here. And uh, I think we got it a bit more figured out now. Um, got a really good starting spot. You know, I, I say it every time, 100 laps is a long time. And, you know, it's plenty of room or plenty of time to get to the front. But this place is so tiny and you want to start up front, that's for sure. You know, you, so you don't have to abuse your stuff to get there and uh, kind of save your equipment for the for the end of the race, I think. So, uh I don't know. It's um, like I say, it's going to be a long race, a lot of tough competition here tonight, and uh, just hopefully we make the right setup decisions and and I make the right moves on the racetrack. Now, obviously, from the state of Illinois, not too far away from here, how much would this race mean to you to win this? Oh, it it mean a lot. It's definitely one of the races that I have yet to win uh, that I've been really close at a, a several times. Uh, kind of the same thing with the USA Nationals next weekend. It's uh, one of those races that's just eluded me the the victory um you know, we've been there we've been second and, and third and we've we've led numerous laps and just stuff happens so especially with uh you know my dad he's won five of these races before it really got this big but uh you know still he's won five of them and heck i think all the races he's won i i've won those races and i've uh, stuff he hasn't won i've won so i kind of want to this this be like the last race there is that I've yet to win that he's won. Now, since you know it would be a big race between the two of you if you could win this, any shot we get Bob on the roof if you win tonight? <laughs> you know that's a pretty good idea. I, I think I might do that. Yeah, I like it. Good best of luck. Yeah, thank you. Kyle, first off, man, has it really set in yet? Fifty grand tonight at the Prairie Deer Classic, one heck of a drive for you. Nah, thanks. It, uh, I don't know if it's set in quite yet. Um, I really, I really didn't think that I was gonna have a great shot to win just because I felt like you know I I wasn't doing a good job but uh, man my car was really good and I was able to figure some things out early and um, knew knew from probably about lap 10 that I had a car that could win so um, a lot of fun and, and to win a big event and a late model which you know I have like no experience in it's uh, it feels amazing now walking back to that restart about 30 laps into the race you go to the inside you have a good shot at Pierce who looked like he was gonna run away with the thing early it just seemed like the six came to life yeah, I I, um, I saw he was way out in front. We got a caution, and, and I was kind of working the middle, um, I think around fourth or so, and in making ground up to the guys that were on the cushion. So, you know, when I I knew that was going to probably be my advantage, and um, I got a good restart, and I got to his inside a couple times. We got, you know, then we got to sliding each other, and um, and then, yeah, I got the lead, so, and, and, and had to, you know, hold them off from there. So, I felt like I did a really good job throughout traffic. I, I felt like I'm, I probably had a big, a big lead. Um, so, I didn't want to see any cautions, but uh, you got them late, and I was still able to, you know, make good decisions and kind of, you know, take his line away from there the last 10 or so laps. Now, one thing about this place, and I, I'm sure you've noticed it after Victory Lane, going to the bank and everything, the atmosphere of this place, it's second to none. Yeah, definitely. You know, this place is, uh, yeah, I would say, 
Knoxville Nationals and, and maybe Chili Bowl are probably right up there with you know, the atmosphere here at, uh, at Fairbury. So um, glad that I got to get the chance to come and, and run in front of all these fans and uh, and get a win too. So cool to win the big ones, but when the atmosphere is is as exciting and electric as it was this weekend, that makes the wins even more special. And so well, I'll let you get your shot in at Overton on a post-race interview. This time you took the money away from him. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's uh, it's cool. Glad to glad to win a Crown Jewel event. Um, you know, to win the King's Royal a couple weeks ago and then to come with another Crown Jewel event in a totally different race car, it's uh, it's really special. So just you know, thanks to Kevin Rumley and everybody who helps out on our team. Um, just so much fun to drive when your car is that good. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Well, it was awesome to hear from some of the drivers and Kyle Larson as well this week. So obviously, you know, it's a short week for all of us. We're racing on Tuesday night, getting back to it. Mick got home yesterday, you know, so we, we unfortunately weren't be able to get a full guest. But, you know, I was glad we got the chance to talk to some of these guys and especially Larson, like we said, after the race was over, which was pretty cool. But, you know, we roll into it. We got another long week of racing once again, as I, I wouldn't say this is our most challenging week of the year because the, uh, the northern swing was pretty tough and we got a four shot in the uh northeast coming up too but this is going to be one of those long ones that's for sure yeah and it's it's tough because like again pdc and usa nationals i wish i could bring you guys more but it's just so tough like i barely had time to sleep and uh we stayed in illinois with eric and then we drove up yesterday and it just yeah anyway it's been it's been a, a chaotic week and obviously tomorrow's race day so um yeah i'm gonna thank you all so much for listening and gonna thank our good friends at manscape today's episode is sponsored by our friends at manscape the leaders in below the waist grooming it's back to school time and we want to make sure you pack the essentials to have the best year yet the manscape fourth generation performance package is just that things are opening up be ready for whatever is in the daily schedule for you it's the perfect package for your package and includes the brand new lawnmower 4.0 fellas go for the veil what? <laughs> What's it say? Go for the valedictorian. Valedictorian. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know how to read. I. I'll just start from the top of that one. No, we're leaving that in. Just keep reading. Oh no! No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Things are opening up. Be ready for whatever is in the daily schedule for you. It's the perfect package for your package and includes the brand new lawnmower 4.0. Fellas, go for the valedictorian of ball <laughs> trimming and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com with the code sticksignals 21 There you go, our friends at Manscaped. And if you fans are ever wondering, like, no, this is not easy to get through these reads without laughing. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, come on, valedictorian. I, I, I also want to point out, we do not write this copy. No, we do not write this. No, they send this no. these. It's amazing. Unfortunately, we didn't have a Manscaped uh, lawnmower there to trim your head at the uh, at the PDC. We'll have to next time you you lose your mustache to a bet, we'll have to uh, bring one. I thought about it. That would be good marketing. Yeah. Well, I, I had I, I did have I did have a couple fans message me saying, "Was that with Manscaped?" Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Damn, <laughs> know, what a missed opportunity. Anyway, let's hit on the Dirt Vision schedule. Uh, before we do that, I got to thank uh, obviously race fans for those of you that can't be 
at USA Nationals or with us here coming up. Get your uh, merchandise at store.worldofoutlaws.com. Free shipping on orders of $50 or more. So get a couple shirts. Start that Christmas shopping in August. It's already August. By the time you know it, it's going to be December. Um, so make sure to start doing your Christmas shopping there at store.worldofoutlaws.com. Spoil yourself. Treat yourself. It's been a long summer. Uh, nonetheless, Dirt Vision weekend going to look like this Wednesday night if you're listening to this Land of Legends uh, with the Super Dirt Car Series and Thursday, obviously, night one at Cedar Lake Speedway for the USA Nationals. And also, if you're a sprint car fan, the 360 Nationals at Knoxville Speedway. Friday, the World of Outlaws Night 2 at the USA Nationals at Cedar Lake. Uh, and then, which, by the way, I'm excited. Green Chili Burritos at Cedar Lake. That is amazing. Oh, yes, yes. Man, uh, I should have stayed out on the road. <laughs> you should have. Uh, the Iron Man from the Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55 in Peebley, Missouri, with the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series. Uh, also super excited. Summer Nationals go there a week later. Uh, the 360 Nationals at Knoxville. Weekly racing from the, from the Grove and Knoxville. Also Saturday, uh, final night, 100 laps, 50,000 win one of the coolest trophy in all of uh motorsports the, the, the eagle and again we got to do this guys the coolest trophies this is one of them that's uh, the usa nationals sure. yes at the end of the season because mike you have to see them all uh, one of the coolest trophies we'll hand it out that's on saturday on dirt vision plus the world of outlaws nos energy drink sprint car series iron man uh i-55 and then the 360 knoxville nationals and sunday um knoxville raceway and weekly racing from jacksonville so a lot of great stuff happening on Dirt Vision, presented by Dryden. Just so you know, I'm throwing you in the lake before the week's over. <laughs> I don't know how to swim, so that will be very bad. Okay, I'm sorry. I won't do that. I just thought it'd be funny. I, I will say. That's, I, that's payback for you, uh, you know, texting me the last time we were in Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, I forgot what I that was probably up. We already explained this We one, already so explained that one. Yep, so we're good. But nonetheless, thank you all so much for joining us on Stick Signals. We hope you had a good one. Uh, we'll talk to you after Cedar Lake, and uh, I hope you race fans could join us at Cedar I'm telling you, PDC has an amazing atmosphere, but USA Nationals. Oh, my God, the intros, the, the food, the people. Yeah. This one is just as good, if not probably – I don't know. You you'll be the judge. It's hard to say that it's better. They're they're two very they're just two yeah. fantastic oh, events, yeah. right? Like the USA Nationals is is like camping centric, and it's you know you can go float the Apple River during the day, come watch some racing at night. You got you got all the stuff going on in the stands. Uh, Fairbury's equally uh, as good an event, and uh, I don't know. They're they're my two favorite events on on the late model schedule. So me too, me too. I love it. Anyway, hope your race fans could join us. Until then, have a good one. Thanks for listening, everyone.